0: Quack quack, honk honk and a vroom vroom to you. Good evening and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures coming to you live from the Twin Cities Talk Studios AM eleven thirty and also on the free iHeartRadio app if you haven't gotten that yet. Make sure you get it and you can listen to Outdoor Adventures anytime. Download it for free. The iHeartRadio app. I am Stan Poggle, and we got an action packed show this week, and I gotta bring in the host of the show. I I just sit here and and yeah. let it happen. And uh, I have to tell you, Kudak, I'm a little disappointed. Ever since ever since I've noticed this, I pay attention a little bit. But uh, I've noticed since you've taken over hosting duties that we've been having a little bit of trouble uh, getting some people lined up for guests. What's going on here?
1: Well, I think I know you as one that usually lines them up and gets them for guests. But, you know, uh, it's a pretty busy weekend for everybody this weekend because they got the youth uh, youth waterfall. They've got A lot of the guys went out and took their kids or or their grandkids, or whatever, out duck hunting today. And um, uh, they got the big fishing contest on Minnetonka. So a lot of them are pre-fishing today, and they fish tomorrow out of Fletcher's. I think there's like 100 teams. And, I mean, there's it's a busy weekend. Guys are guys are working. Everybody I talk to, they're either, either fishing, working on deer stands, I mean, everybody's doing
0: something. Getting, getting their last fun weekend in with the family. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff going on. But I just, I had to give you a, a little bit of a hard time on that because, you know, being a host isn't easy.
1: I know. I know a lot of weeks. You know, the secretary, she's been calling. She she wants a raise again, so I don't know what we're going to do. I think you might have to take her out to dinner.
0: You know, if you can't handle being being a host, I mean, it's – it, it is. I know it isn't easy. You know, it's what was the old saying back in my day uh, with the with the Cheetos, one of my favorite snacks ever. The campaign started. He'd say, "It ain't easy being cheesy."
1: Yeah, uh, a lot what, of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah.
0: Know. Well, I, I just want to throw this out there too for folks, just so they know that you know it also ain't easy being easy on the eyes like myself. So, you know.
1: Well, that's like I used to tell them, it ain't easy being easy, but it can be had, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, we got a lot of stuff to uh, talk about. I mean, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year if you're an outdoorsman. I mean, the weather's cooled off. I got in a cycle run, uh, went out to St. Bonnie, up to Loretto, back through Long Lake and around the lake. So it was a good time out yesterday, and the weather is, is cooling down a bit, so making things a lot more enjoyable. we got deer hunting, small game coming up uh you know grouse hunting deer hunting everything's happening i know the guys from all around here on news talk they were in earlier today and and uh the host of that show he just can't wait to get out there he's been out in the deer stands and getting things set up and and uh clearing past and everything and it sounds like you've been kind of doing the same thing yeah
1: yeah we uh been out there getting stands ready and cutting grass and doing, you know getting everything lined up we we got sure coming with this this year he's going to come and hunt so we, uh, we 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 a path over to one of the big deer box blinds we got. So uh, we're going to put some signs up with arrows so he can make sure he doesn't get lost to find it. So <laughs> I talked to him. I talked to him yesterday. He just got back from Alaska. They were up doing some filming up on the canine and and I I kind of was harassing him a little bit, and he he got back and then he was down at the Capitol. They were doing the the Lassard bill down there where where their funding goes and. I'm going to see if we can not maybe get him on here pretty soon so he can let us know where they, you know, they, they, there's a panel and I guess they make decisions where, where all the funding goes for what, what, uh, you know, if it's ducks or pheasants or whatever, but they got that Lassard deal down there
0: and
1: he's been down there for the last three, four days working on that.
0: Well, now that you mentioned that, that reminds me too, they just, uh, I think they just started doing it, but. We chatted about this uh, a couple months ago, but there was a big grant that went out towards the Lake Minnetonka area. And I know they're going to be trapping, if they haven't already started, I think they've already started, but trapping a lot of the carp in these shallow kind of backwaters and, and bays and, and little kind of sloughs basically that connect into Lake Minnetonka because apparently that's it's the best time to get them is now, the way it sounds. So they're uh, and part of that funding. And it was a lot of money. I mean, it was like a half a million six hundred thousand dollars, which you know I would I would think you'd be able to find a lot of bow hunters and and you know just guys lo- like me out there that would just like to go do it for the experience and the fun and rather than spend six hundred thousand dollars, but you know we we won't get into that part of it, I guess.
1: Well, they had something on the news this morning. I was watching the I don't know if it was Channel Five or whatever it was Channel Eleven, but they did have something that that the DNR were out there netting one of the. Streams or some, one of the channels or something. And they were they they were you know showing the nets that they had in the car or the carp they had in the nets. And they were throwing them in the boats and I, I and they said what they did with them and you know I I can't remember what they said that they would do with them. They, dog food or whatever they use before they grind them up and do something with them. But I know a lot of guys back you know years ago they they'd have these commercial outfits come and trap the small lakes up here and they'd get dump truck full of carp out of some of these lakes and. I believe that one guy told me they ship them down south. Yeah, so, you know they're a delicacy or something down south. Huh. So I and I know you know I know a lot of guys that smoke them and, and you know they're not bad smoked carp, ain't bad
0: smoke. Yeah, if you get them uh, in the in the cooler waters and they're not, I've had them too and they're not uh, too bad smoked. But you definitely gotta know what you're doing. I've also had some that uh, were a little mushy if you. If you know what I mean. It was not good. Yeah, it was. So, uh, depends on, just like anything else, depends who's, uh, cooking the meat, I guess, is, uh, gonna depend on if it's good or bad. But, yeah, lots of things happen and be thinking too, uh, Not only you, Kudok, but listeners, if you want to share some of your favorite uh, hunting stories, uh, whether it's deer hunting or maybe you have a favorite bird hunting story, I know of a couple of them I uh, kind of came up with, uh, hunting with my older brother and my dad growing up, uh, going duck hunting. I can think of a couple of, uh, I guess, stupid things that happened and uh, maybe some things that shouldn't have happened as well. So uh, we can share those, and if you'd like to share yours, feel free to call us up. 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. If you'd like to share a uh, fishing, uh, deer hunting, bird hunting story, because it is that time of the year. I know they had a big tournament up at uh, Minnewaska that kicked in. I noticed our buddy Joe Brickle from JT uh, Outdoor Products, JT Rods, is up there. And it looks like they kind of had a rough day, but uh, definitely a lot of fish being caught up there. I think there was only like three or four boats that... That did not have fish, so.
1: Yeah, that's Nancy Kep runs that tournament. I believe there's only fifty boats in it, and I believe there's only like seven people that seven teams that didn't come in with fish. But I, think fourteen pounds or fifteen pounds, was up up in first place, and you know it's a it's a good lake. There's a lot of fish in Minnewaska. So you got to get the right right school, the right bite, and and uh, I mean it's it's a it's a good lake. I fished it many years ago back when I was working for the railroad. We used to. We used to, I used to go from Minneapolis to Glenwood. We'd stay in the motel there, and we'd go out and ice fish the lake in the wintertime. And the summertime, I, I knew people that lived there, and we caught some ice fish in that lake. And you know, there's there's a big big tournament that just got done up at Lake of the Woods. A uh, young young man that I believe was sponsored by JT Rods. He won it up there, and you know, a lot of lot of stuff. We got another couple tournaments on the lakes. The the classic bass guys are are running a walleye tournament up here, and I think it's. Next weekend on the fifteenth out of my Zadies. I mean and the you know it's at it, this time of the year, the fish now are, are are kind of moving into their fall pattern, so it's the bass are moving in shallow, Walleyes are starting to move back in on the rocks, I mean you can still get them in the mud, but they're they're moving around so uh, it's it's gonna be a fun opener you know it's it's or not opener, but you know the next you know. You got uh, grouse hunting open up next weekend. We got TV show going. We're going to film a show up on Blacks on Friday, a bass Wall deal, and with with uh, Focus Outdoors. Uh, yeah, and I Friday talked about crashing
0: that party already, but you don't seem too keen on me coming up there and, and showing you how it how to whack them up there.
1: Well, you just be up here by one o'clock, and 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 uh, we'll we'll take your money from you.
0: Well, I we might be able to do that. So uh, that's I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, this is. This is kind of the, the best time of the year for an outdoorsman. I mean, everything opens up, whether it's deer hunting or small game. You got that transition with the weather, you're wrapping up the motorcycle season, you know, the, the hot rod season and then transitioning. And I know a lot of people already, including myself, are getting pretty pumped up and pretty, pretty excited. I mean, nobody likes to talk about winter, but, you know, it's coming. The ice will be here and, uh, Oh, man, I can't wait. So uh, plenty of it, things to talk it, about.
1: And that reminds me, as you mentioned the hot rods, we have up here at Mille Lacs in uh, Malacca, A buddy of mine, Daryl Stimler, and uh, Sherry Billings have their annual uh, car show coming up on uh, September 16th. It goes from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and they got trophies for first, second, third place. Uh, they got, like, 10 different classes, street rods, uh, old pickups, old trucks. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's a really a good $5 registration fee. If you get your registration in early, there's a $50 drawing for free registered, whoever registers early. And if you want to get a hold of Daryl, Daryl Stimler's his name. His number is 320 8197 or get a hold of Sherry at 320- 267- And I'll tell you what, they got some, I mean, I walked through it last year, and they really got some nice cars. A lot of the locals, they got some guys from the cities that bring their hot rods up. They got old old cars, the new car or not new cars, but it's all, all 60s or ninety. I think it's uh, 90s through the you know the '60s, '70s, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to come up, you want to put your car in it. Give them guys a call. Five bucks. They got a ton of giveaway stuff. I mean, they a lot of these places, companies in town gave them a bunch of stuff for drawings and giveaways. And hey, you might win the big trophies. They got a bunch of trophies, and it's a good run deal. I mean, it's right at the park, right down by the river down there. It's really a, a, a probably one of the best car shows that's running around the country here. That They really run it good, and it's really good people.
0: And if nothing else, you might run into a local celebrity, that Chris Kuduk I hear. He roams around there too once in a while.
1: Oh, yeah, I go down there. I'll, I'll be down there. You know, I probably get down there about 10.30. I'll walk around down there because I know a bunch of the guys, a bunch of the local guys that got their muscle cars down there. I'll go down and visit them all. I, I usually take the grandkid down there with me, and we walk around down there and, and look at all the cars.
0: Yeah. Well, we got to take a quick break here. Chris Kuduk is his name. My name is Stan Poggle. And if you'd like to share your uh, favorite fishing, hunting, or uh, bird hunting story, feel free to give us a call. we got a guy on hold right now. We'll get to him after the break here. 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. Plenty more outdoor adventures to come here on Twin Cities News Talk. Hey! Adventures continues here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app where you can find all the archives of Outdoor Adventures there on the free iHeartRadio app. Download it to any of your uh, smart devices. You know, Kudak, I I know you can find almost anything on the Internet and on the smartphones now, but it, it is literally like 115 degrees in the studio. I don't know if you were listening to Sue's show before this, but... Something happened with the with with the HVAC system here, and I've had no AC. I've been here since ten this morning. I'm I'm down to my skivvies already. So uh, it's the first uh, time in history that the uh, Minneapolis host has actually uh, done a show in his skivvies. What do you think of that, Kuduk?
2: Well, I'll bet that
1: was pretty scary when Sue walked in there and seen you in your skivvies.
0: <laughs> well, no, I promised her I'd wait until after the show because now she's gone. Uh, I'm producing my own show here and uh you know nobody's going to bother me in here so I, I figure it'd be all right but but uh man is it hot and uh, and I was talking about the smartphone and I thought well you know they got these fan apps and I pulled up the fan app you know and it was on low and I didn't feel nothing then I turned it up to medium still nothing I turned it up to high still no air coming out of my phone what what am I doing wrong
1: Well Get rid of that phone that you got that doesn't work and get yourself a flip phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody's been hounding me for about two months now. I need to go ahead and get my phone uh, taken care of. It's It's got an interesting way of charging. I was at work the other day, and I had it. Cause, and, and anybody that's had a cell phone probably has had the same issue. But, you know, it only charges in a certain position. So my, oh. my plug is worn out. So I basically have to have the cord fully extended from the charger into the phone and then hang it so it's just kind of teeter-tottering on the edge of, you know, the the kitchen table or wherever I got it plugged in. And I had to do that at work the other day, and I had it set up, and it was finally charging, and I was all pumped up. I'm like, all right, at least I can, you know, take care of my phone calls, check my emails and text messages. About ten minutes later I walk back into the office and here somebody had moved it, you know, because they thought, Well, I don't want your phone to fall on the floor. I'm like, No, no, don't touch it. It's the only way it charges. Stay
1: away. Yeah, you you better just go back into your little phone deal there and I remember here about a year ago you were having problems with that phone company or whatever you were doing. You better go in there and play with them for another year.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to just go back to the old string and tin cans myself. If we could, you know, uh, there's some days I really wish I could because it. That's I think part of the reason why I haven't gone and gotten it fixed because it really is relaxing and 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 calming to know that nobody else can get a nobody can get a hold of you.
1: Well, you know what? It, like I like I, I was talking with the guys here the other day. Back when we were in school, you had a home phone at home.
0: Exactly. That's have, all I had, too.
1: You didn't have computers. You went outside after you got home from school, and you went out and you did something with your buddies. You got on your bike, or you went you know, down fishing or whatever, and now these kids now, what do they do? They come home. They go and get off the bus. They go sit in the house, turn their, 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 their um, tablet on or whatever they're doing, and they sit there. I mean... Take take all these bones away from everybody, and let them go out and 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 do stuff like we used to do. Go play kick the can, or go <laughs> go uh, go out and go out and and. You I would know.
0: Like, I would actually like to see that go up to like a twelve year old kid nowadays and and just go up to him and be like, "Hey kid, here's a can. Start kicking it, and just see the reaction on their face. They'd probably oh, think this, you're half nuts. You know, <laughs> you
1: know, we we get done after school. Winter time, we were playing hockey at the park. I mean, I remember my dad happened to get this car at, you know, cause right across the street from the, the school was, was a hockey rink when we were, we were young kids. We, you know, there were a bunch of us. We put our skates on. We didn't go home. We went, we went across the street from school and we played hockey. You know, we played till, you know, they shut the lights off or pretty soon mom or dad would coming up with your car coming to get you and they weren't happy campers cause you didn't get your homework done yep. and you were out screwing around playing hockey, but we weren't in trouble. I mean, we were—they—they they knew where we were at, but we didn't know we got in trouble. I mean, we didn't—we didn't have cell phones. Somebody wanted to talk to you, they either rode your bike over and talked to you, or they called your the home phone and left the message for you. And when you got in the house, you cut you talked to them. Yeah, these, it is cell phones. These cell phones and computers are screwing up the country.
0: Oh boy, oh, we're not going to get into that now, man. You are getting old. They tell you.
1: Well, I think they should take all these cell phones and, and get rid of them all and the computers and get rid of the whole works and go back
0: to the old school. Yeah, and we should probably get rid of the cars too and just, you know, walk 8 miles or, you know, get on a horse in the freezing well, cold and wind and well, rain and I'll, snowstorm I'll, and blizzard. I'll tell,
1: you, and, I'll tell you what, back in the in the 60s, 70s and 80s, huh. a guy could go home, a guy could pull his car in the garage, take a 916th wrench and a crescent wrench and a vice grips and you can tear the motor apart and put it back together, put take the transmission. Off. Now you can't do that. You got if you don't if you've got a vehicle now, you've got to take it in so they can plug it into a computer and they charge you uh, hundreds of bucks an hour. I mean
0: go back to back in the sixties. You used to not be able to work at night either because there wasn't electricity. So uh let's go we got a caller here. Dan's been waiting patiently. He is apparently has a uh hunting story to share with us. Good evening, Dan, and welcome to Outdoor hey, Adventures.
2: My dad was quite the hunter. Mostly he loved hunting for deer, but he took me duck hunting and, and I was like 16. South of Glenwood, out there west of Bruton, Kuduk probably knows, out there. Yeah, I know where that is. What's
1: that? I said, I've been there many times.
2: <laughs> Norwegian community. Anyway, there were a lot of, uh, wood ducks, or I don't know what, maybe mallards, out in the middle of this little country lake. He says, "I'll walk out to the point and I'll shoot, and I'll shoot out there and scare them up, and they'll fly over you, and you just shoot them down." I go, "Okay." So I'm sitting by lake, and here I hear the blast, and then uh, ducks flew over, and I don't know if I hit them or missed them, or they flew somewhere else. But here comes my dad walking back, and he's stumbling. He goes, "I'm injured." I said, "What happened?" He said, "Well, the, the bolt, single bolt, single shot bolt action head blew off." Oh. I said, oh no. So I he was hit some blood on his head and I raced him over to my cousin Chester Anderson who lived nearby and we washed him up and here he just had a little cut on his thumb because he had rubbed his head thinking that probably hit him in the head <laughs> and then he 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 was acting it out and stumbling through the wood. <laughs> I've been shot, <laughs> like I've been shot. Man. <laughs> but it was just a little cut on his thumb. So I mean I'll never forget that. We laughed pretty good.
0: That's yeah, that is a stuff. that is a great story. He kind of uh, freaked himself right out of his uh, pants. There, it sounds like
2: <laughs> my son. My son and I went to Canada for the first time together here, uh, in early uh, August to go fishing up in uh, Lake Nipigon. I don't know if you guys remember that. Maybe I mentioned it. Got, certainly, you wouldn't remember, but that was quite the trip. Um, we went with some guys from church. On the northeast corner, of Lake Nipigon, on the Little Jackfish River, uh, with—I don't know if I can tell you the outfitter there or not, but yeah, that's fine. Dear, dear guy, what's that?
0: Yeah, that—that that sounds like a lot of fun. So the fishing was good. You're saying?
2: Yeah, my son caught 125, but one guy oh. caught 450 or so walleyes.
0: Holy smokes!
2: Yeah, they just—you so uh, you ate a lot of fish. We well, you know, you can only. We only we didn't want to overeat fish. Two days we had fish, or maybe three or four days out of six we had fish, and each everybody could bring two home, uh, two walleyes, and some guys wanted some small pike. But my son and I liked going for the big pike, and that was a lot of fun. And so he got a couple of forty-one inches in one day, but I don't know what that would weigh. I had the Rapala scale, and it said my forty-incher was like fourteen pounds, and the guide said, "Well, I think it's heavier than that." You know, what do you think? is What 40 40 do you think, Kudak? A forty-inch,
0: forty-inch uh, northern. What do you think that weighs? I'm not a real northern guy, but I would guess. Well, 15, was,
2: 20 was pounds. was it was
1: it a a, a chunky northern or was it a, a long skinny one? It was about average.
2: I mean, it it, it wasn't real fat. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you know them
1: them Rampo skills. You know, they're usually pretty pretty close, but you know I
2: it, it could have been out three four pounds, maybe five pounds. Okay, because he thought it was close. He thought they were close to twenty pounds. Yeah, I would. I would think
1: that your know, forty-one inches probably pretty close to. I was going to say eighteen, nineteen pounds.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you yeah, just was... you just tell your friends it was forty-eight inches and thirty-seven pounds. <laughs> that's what you do. That's how That's how a good fisherman does it. Yeah. Well,
2: the, the guide said in twenty years of fishing and guiding people there, he saw the very the largest pike he'd ever seen in his life. He grew up in Cloquet. And then he moved on uh, to Thunder Bay with his family, and he's been guiding for 20-some years. And he said the the pike he had hooked it and got it close to the boat, and somehow the hook came out of its mouth. I know it sounds like a fish story, but he's a real legitimate guy. He said that pike he figured was at least 50 pounds. It was 12 inches wide and in the high 50s in length.
0: Yeah, see, Kudak, he's learning how to tell a story already. We mentioned it, and 10 seconds later, he comes up with one.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, up, in, up in that Thunder Bay area, they got. I know some people, Guy, well, Gordon Ellis is a good friend of mine. He's a writer up there and a guide up there. He took us to some lakes up there, and I'll tell you what, they got some big pikes at some of them lakes up there.
2: <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, Great thanks talk. for
0: sharing your story, right. Dan. Appreciate yeah, it. You. Take care. Yep. That is uh, Dan uh, sharing his uh fishing stories here and if you have uh either fishing hunting or uh bird hunting any type outdoor uh, kind of a silly funny story I- i'm trying to think of another one but i know one uh, well i'll share it after the break i'm sure you probably have a ton of them knowing the people you hang out with kudak so uh, we'll get to yours maybe here later as well but I'll try to uh, spit mine out of my mouth here when we get back after the bottom of the hour news here. You're listening to Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app.
2: She tried to hide it by the faded denim clothes she wore. But I knew she'd never been inside a bar before. And I felt like a peasant who just had met a queen. And she knew I saw right through her tight-bitten jeans.
0: Into the second half of Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. Don't forget, black Republican, black Democrat is coming up next. An encore presentation. Uh, Jamar and Pat Wynn hosting a uh, forum for one of the uh, district races so uh they'll be uh, hosting that debate so they are playing the best of coming up at the top of the hour here but outdoor adventures continues on i'm stan poggle and chris kudak of course is with me as well and we were chatting uh kind of fishing stories and just all the fun stuff that is that is going on here uh this coming weekends we had youth waterfall day i know i saw a few pictures of my friends and and relatives taking their kids out and uh had some success out there, so uh deer hunting the archery season that is coming up here next weekend, so I'm sure sure those guys are, are getting geared up and I hear you're even you're actually trying to get a little bit of a head start, it sounds like with this cooler weather. You've been working on yours too, huh?
1: Oh yeah, we were out uh, you know, I took before we were out checked a few stands and how many trees I gotta cut down and uh looking at some deer trails and it's I probably won't uh you know, I don't think I'll be going out next weekend. I think it'll be a few weeks. I'm waiting for some more leaves to fall, and I hunt some pretty, pretty heavy woods, so I'll, uh, I got other things going on, and it'll be, uh, it'll be three, four weeks before I get the old crossbow out and, and go, uh, go chase them around.
0: Yeah, did you get the, uh, the corn pile and, uh, and, uh, buckets of acorns and the salt licks out there yet underneath your stand? Well, I'll tell you what, where I
1: hunt, we got so many acorns over there. It's it's like driving over marbles. I mean, there's everything, but the apples. The, I talked to Mike Curry the other day. He was up at his hut and shack there. He's you all know that he's retired. He's been working on his hut and shack up north here, a few miles away from me. And I was harassing him because uh, this zone here, you you cannot put bait out. You cannot uh, put any bait out. Well, you can't do it anyways. But I
0: thought that you're was not, everywhere.
1: You're, you're not supposed to be feeding deer in, the, in these zones for that. Uh, Chronic wasting disease. They got it. They got a map out. The DNR does that. You know, you're not supposed to have deer feeders out or feed the deer. They got they got they banned a bunch of these areas around here because there's what? a lot of people around here that that feed deer and you know, through the year. And, I thought that was I thought
0: that was banned across all zones. I didn't. I was well, there's some, talk about some zones it. you can you can feed deer and
1: some zones you can't. I guess from what I understand, I didn't read it. Already read the whole, I just got my book here the other day. And you I better,
0: you better brush up on those regulations, Kudak, because you know they change them every other minute. You better double check that. Well, I know where I'm hunting.
1: Rifle season, I can shoot two deer. So, I and uh, I probably won't shoot two deer. I probably just shoot one, if I even shoot any, because I if, if if I only shoot bucks, anyways, and if they're not big bucks, I don't shoot them. I I just go out to the woods because my phone is in the car or it's at home. And I can get up in my deer stand at 4:30 in the morning, and when I leave, it's dark out. And I just like to watch the animals. I see a lot. I see a lot of deer. I mean, I I I can you know, we were done last year, you know, opening day. I mean, there's a lot of deer where we hunt, but we're, you know, my son, he he, they they eat a couple deer a year, so he usually shoots his deer on opening weekend because he usually shoots a big buck. And, and I mean, there's 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 a lot of deer around, a lot of peasants around this year in the country over here by us. Uh, we got some bear that have been frequenting the neighbor's bird feeders here. So they've been taking their bird feeders down. We've been having two black bear right, right next door. And uh, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a good year. I mean, the leaves are starting to fall. The acorns are really falling. The fall fishing is good. This is, this is the best time of year. I mean, when I can get up in the morning and put a sweatshirt on or a little hoodie and go out and do some stuff, I'm hoping we get a good frost so my grass quits growing because I'm tired of cutting <laughs> that now. It's it's been every other day that I got to cut it, and I'm getting tired of it.
0: Well, you got to get all those tall weeds out of there. You know, put a little put a little weed kill on that, and uh, take care of that. I might know a guy who can help you with that. Well, I was
1: thinking if if I would have really been smart, I would have just took Roundup and sprayed the whole yard and bugged
0: you. <laughs> yeah, then you would have had a dust cloud for the, the whole month of August, and you'd have been whining about that. But yeah, you mentioned the pheasant stuff. Uh, the index is up nineteen percent. They've been doing the road counts, but you know it's still way below the long term average and i saw kind of a map uh, i don't know if it was on the dnr site or an article i read somewhere but not a whole lot of zones where they're predicting you know great pheasant hunting most of them that i saw looked like kind of kind of fair to average even uh, not so good so uh it's kind of kind of sucks because i know i remember speaking of stories i mean and, I mean, he actually has the photos to prove it. But back in the day, I mean, there were so many pheasants around that, you know, southwest part, south central, you know, Mankato, New Ulm, up in that area. Uh, but now now it's just, I mean, I haven't been pheasant hunting in, in years, but it's just uh, it, it, not a lot of them out there.
1: Well, you know, it, I, I, I believe with the weather we had this year, they, we had a good crop around here. I mean, back when I was a kid, we used to hunt out a Buffalo at the grandparents' place and the uncle's places out there. And I mean, we we used to shoot a lot of pheasants out there back in the day, and I haven't I haven't hunted pheasants for for many years now. And I always enjoyed pheasant hunting. I I got a couple places here that I uh, got some buddies that got real big farms, and you know, they're I, if I really wanted to, I could I could go shoot pheasants, but I you know what. I I just I I got them in my yard. I mean, yep. I got pheasants and turkeys in my yard. I mean, I wouldn't even have to get out of my chair. I could chew right out the window if I wanted to. But you know, that's like rabbits. They're nice to look at. I got a bumper crop of rabbits again this year. I think I got ten of them in my yard right now. As we're speaking, they're eating the apples off the apple trees. And but they don't hurt nothing. I mean, they're they're. Yeah, let them be. Now you're
0: getting getting a little soft in your old age. Jeez, hold on here. Let me let me grab a napkin here and, and dab my eye. Jeez, that was touching. Well,
1: I tell you what, I, I'm <laughs> I'm going to go fishing a few days this week. We got that deal on Friday with Focus Outdoors. We're going to do a TV shoot up there where Dickie's going to come over. We're going to take his little launch out. Uh, we're going to take a look at how the how they're coming over at uh, Liberty Beach. They got some new owners in there that are really fixing the place up. A young couple with some young kids. I believe they're going to do very well over there. They're they're really pleasant people. Uh, I hope I hope you know they're they're going to have full tabs in the full bar and restaurant, and I I I think they're going to do pretty well over there. They're cleaning the place up. Uh, They're they're spending a lot of time and a lot of effort. I I, I'm, I'm thinking. They should be open in here in in a, in a couple of weeks. If people, you know, want to go up there and check them out, you know, give them a call over at Liberty Beach. It's a it's going to be a pretty nice place after they get it all done.
0: Well, if you're going out with Dicky, I may have to come up there on Friday because I haven't seen my little round buddy here since uh, last time we went ice fishing with Porker up there.
1: Well, we got Dickie, me and Dickie, Porker, and Porker's got a bunch of uh Bunch of his guys, the camber guy's coming, and he's got a guy that trains dogs down in Rochester's coming with us. And uh, I got Craig Dickmeyer from up, up uh, Pequot Lakes, my sidekick at Camp Confidence. He's going to come down. Uh, we're trying to get, like, 10 people on the boat so we can get a good good picture shoot. We're going to do a little little bass fishing, a little walleye fishing. We're going to probably throw some brats on the grill, and then when we get done, we're going down to Porkers for a big fish
0: fry. Well, did you... Did, did you... Install the backstop on the back of the boat for Dicky because I mean if he falls down in the in the bow of the boat, he'll end up by the stern by the time he quits rolling
1: well he well, he's he's, you know, he's old old Dickie you know he do no bring chicken, but I'll tell you what if there was more people that worked like that guy get 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 up at five o'clock in the morning out picking vegetables and corn and doing farmers' market seven days a week, I mean that guy goes from sun up to sundown, and he is a go at his, at his age yeah uh, that put me
0: in the grave where i i i get tired just watching him. yeah he is uh he definitely uh, gets moving and in, in up and at him but that's uh, probably what keeps him going too so we got one final segment uh, coming up we'll chat a little bit more hunting and uh fishing coming up here I want to try to get a little maybe uh, insider information from you here Kudak when we come back. So if you'd like to chime in, 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. One final segment of Outdoor Adventures coming up next.
1: He's it down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they
0: say can't be done? We've got a long way to go, and a short time to get there. i just one bandit run. That well, was a little before my time, but Kuduk, I'm sure you remember uh, Burt Reynolds and, uh, and Smokey and the Bandit. We lost him this week. I'm sure you heard that.
1: Yep, yep. I was just going to say, it's funny you played that, because he just died here the other day.
0: Yeah, so uh, rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. Uh, he. he he was a ladies' man. I tell you what, I, I'm sure you probably picked up a few tips from him back in the day. I'm guessing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Goldberg. He was, yeah, you know, he was a good actor. He was a guy you know. Look, you look at all the all the movies and shows that he was in. He was he was quite the quite the guy. I I always liked Goldberg. He was, you know, he played played a lot of different roles and he was really good in a lot of roles. I mean, some some he wasn't real good, but the ninety nine percent of them he was pretty really, pretty good. But. Yeah, rest in peace, Bert. I hope everything's going good for you up there because I'm sure you'll get in trouble there, too.
0: Yeah, he's probably rolling around in uh, some hot rod right now, uh, squealing the tires and uh, outrunning the cops. So uh, we'll move on here, uh, wrapping up in the final segment of Outdoor Adventures. But uh, you mentioned the pheasants uh, earlier. I, I think I mentioned this, but uh, they're doing the roadside surveys. Number's apparently up, but still uh, not looking good. But uh, it's still way below the... The, uh, long-term average, and, and they say with the wet weather we had this, this spring, uh, probably didn't help much things either, but, uh, it did warm up quick, so apparently, uh, we, uh, kind of got an average, uh, season coming up there, but, uh, grouse numbers, I know those, I think, were way down this year, but I know last year those were way up, so I'm sure it's just kind of a cyclical thing where, you know, one year it's up, one year it's down, you kind of take it for what it's worth, but, uh, the deer hunter's uh, going to be out in full force next weekend, so keep that in mind. Uh, you'll probably be seeing, seeing a lot more uh, blaze orange and, and camouflage running around uh, the local neighborhoods these coming weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bow season opens, I believe, on Saturday. Grouse season opens. Small game opens. All that opens on Saturday. So the camouflage will be out. The boys will be in their tree stands. And, uh, you know, it's I, I just... Yeah, I don't know how many of them will be out. A lot of guys will be shooting fields. I mean, if the woods is woods is pretty thick, we need a good frost to kill all the mosquitoes and wood ticks and bugs and hopefully hopefully we'll we'll get one here.
0: Well, I don't want it to freeze too soon. I mean it, it, it is still the beginning of September. I mean I think we can wait till October for that, can't we?
1: Well, you know, they had up by the border there up in Hibbing and Bemidji, they had a frost here last week, so it ain't far away.
0: Well, that up north, I mean, that's basically, they might as well just annex that to uh, Canada because it is cold up there. I know I uh, had a short stint in radio, believe it or not, up in International Falls, and then, of course, they sold the station and fired everybody, so that was a fun uh, experience. But anyway, yeah, I remember I moved up there. It was, I believe, middle of August, and and it was like, I think it was Labor Day weekend or maybe the following, and I woke up to go to work at 5 in the morning, and, and there was... A hard frost on the windshield, and that was early September,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, but you know you live up in that country, you've got lots of lots and lots of lakes to fish, uh, hunting, grouse hunting, I mean you know, that's that country up there at north woods i mean I, I love it up there I mean you got there's there's lots of you know there's lots of stuff to do up in that country, yeah. you can go fish a different you can go fish a different lake every day and never fish the same one in a year's time.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just scattered everywhere. And big lakes, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got so many little lakes, big lakes up there, rivers, creeks, streams that, that all got fish in it. I mean, I, I just love, when I go up there, I I, I don't want, ever want to come home.
0: Yeah, so uh, we might have to take a trip. I know, uh, We I think I chatted with you about this earlier in the week, but we got to get over all of our buddy uh, uh, Briggsy and see if before he skips town to go south and uh, get the ocean liner going, but I'd like to get up there and uh, maybe hit some of those uh, fall fishing up there a little bit.
1: Well, I just need a picture of Briggsy. He was in Nisswa last week for a wedding. They had a tux on him. And I, I had to look at him three times. It didn't look like Briggsy. But yeah, he I don't know up if pretty good, he got huh? married or who got buried. But uh, he was in a wedding. Or I I, I I haven't called him to find the whole scoop out yet.
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention, too, and it's been a while since we chatted with uh, the West Tonka Walleye Program, but they are kind of uh, uh, getting some things lined up there, and they're going to be having a planning and uh, kind of a gathering meeting type thing. That's coming up September 26th, and I believe that's going to be at the uh, new brewery there in uh, Spring Park slash Mound, my neck of the woods, Kudak, so if you... Want to come down? You know, buy me a beer and find out a little bit more about the West Tonka Walleye program. I'll I'll be seen with you in public if you want to come down. I'll, I'll give you this shot.
1: Uh, well, you know, I really like to come down, but it's a long drive home, Stan.
0: Yeah, well, we can find you a place. We find you probably find you a nice, uh, nice blondie. You know, out on the lake, you maybe sleep in the cuddy cabin. You know.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's quite all right. That's quite all right. I I don't uh, I don't get in trouble anymore. I've seen the light. Me and my diet Mountain Dew and don't get in trouble no more.
0: Oh yeah, I don't think that's what you uh, told me this morning when you called me at about nine thirty, ten o'clock when I was on my way into work. But I just want to let you know, you know, you you can't uh, you can't shoot anything at the bar, and you also can't catch any fish or catch anything else. So. Well, I guess he can catch some things, but you know, it might get a little red and itchy. But you know what I'm saying? You got to get out of that place, Kudak.
1: Well, I uh, had a couple buddies come over, and we uh, went and visited. You know, we uh, just went for a little ride, and you know, we didn't uh, we didn't get no trouble. We just went not you know. I, they drank their beer and I had my diet Mountain Dew and we were good to go. <laughs>
0: you're so, you're, you're a heck of a storyteller, I tell you. But yeah, if you can't get down, uh, come on down. I, I'd, uh, invite you down because, I mean, I don't think you've, uh, met the guy yet in person and Johnny Range and all the guys that, uh, help, uh, fund that and kind of run it. Uh, there's probably going to be, uh, maybe some possible changes coming up as far as, you know, permits that they got. I believe they were stocking, Uh, Every year, but now the DNR only wants to stock them every other year, from what I understand. But we'll get all the details. I chatted with Johnny here earlier before the show, and uh, he's going to be on the show next week here at Kudak, so we'll find out more about that. But that first meeting and planning meeting for the Westonka Walleye Program coming up on September 26th in Spring Park, you can uh, just Google the West Tonka Walleye Program and get more information on that. they got a Facebook page as well, and uh, go check it out. I know we've had them on our show here many a time, so if you want to find out more, you can always get that iHeartRadio app. And I, I was just going through that the other day, and it goes back a couple of years. So, I mean, you can go back all all back to when, when I was actually the host of the show, before you stole my thunder and took it away from me. You know, you can Try go out. way back and Try listen out. to those shows if you want.
1: I, I didn't take it away for you. That was the secretary. She she gave you the boot. She said you weren't holding your end of the bargain up. Is what she, what Sandy Sandy said anyway.
0: Well, I don't remember that conversation. It must have been a closed door meeting because I wasn't invited apparently.
1: No, no, no. She uh, <laughs> she said that you weren't uh, you weren't uh, holding your end of the bargain up. She said and you you uh, you, got, you had to take the the, the less pay.
0: Yeah, 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 I'm sure I'm sure she did. But uh so yeah, that is September twenty second the uh West Tonka Wale program meeting and uh like I said, just get out there and enjoy it at this time of the year. Uh, now Kudok, what should I be looking for? I know you never come down and see me but and you probably don't know a whole lot about the lake, but you know, can you give me a few few pointers? Where should I be looking? What should I be looking for? What kind of depth should I be doing? Should I be jigging? Should I be live bait? Should I be fake bait? Should I be trolling crankbaits? What what should I do on Minnetonka? Because I know the water was, was lingering around that 70-degree mark, so I'm guessing they're going to start uh, coming in here uh, shortly, right?
1: I would I would go, you know, towards evening when it quieted out. I'd be going to fish all them channels. I'd be going in there with either bobbers or, or some crankbaits and, you know, I I'd, I'd go spend a little bit and look under some docks. You know, go go. You know, you know if you're gonna fish from shore or whatever, if you're gonna take the boat out, I'd be I'd be looking at about you know nine feet to fourteen feet. You know, off off shore, look for a break or a little bit of structure. You know, see if the fish are moving around. And you know, I would think them channels, the middle should be coming into them channels over there now, and in, in the in the back bays, and and I'd be looking for that or or you know, a weed line and look at a weed line off a shore weed line and. And throw some, throw some crankbaits, or throw some crankbaits on some weed lines, and see if the fish are there. And you just got to go look for them this time of year because they're, they're they're moving around.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, as far as uh, you mentioned that, but I mean, live bait best this time of the year. Or you like the fake stuff or what?
1: Well, I I, I like throw fast baits, slow. I, I would I wouldn't be afraid to put uh, you know a jig with a, a paddle tail on it or or a twister tail and you know throw that around or. Or even a crankbait, a shad wrap or, uh, or you know, something that's uh, that'll die four or five feet and, and, you know, pitching along the weed line there and, and seeing if you can't find some fish on the edge of them weed.
0: Sounds good. Uh, so what do you got coming up this week, Kudak? Well, I'm going to fishing on uh,
1: Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we got that deal on uh, on Friday. We're going to go out w- w- with the little launch there with a bunch of guys to do a TV shoot and... and uh, have a good time.
0: I tell you what, if anybody had a face for radio, it's you. I don't know how you get all these uh, these video shoots all the time. They put they put a mask on you or what?
1: No, no, no. I just uh, you know get my hair cut, my beard trimmed, shorten it all up, and smile a little bit, and keep their hooks baited, and show them what to do, and we we get her done.
0: Sounds good. Uh, you got some room on the launch this week or no?
1: No, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have room, but remember. You know, if you want to come up next uh, next uh, September sixteenth, it's a Saturday, I believe, from ten to two. The Malacca Car Show at Rex Park down by the yeah. by the by the river there.
2: Yeah,
1: I gave the number out for Daryl Stibler and Cherry. Uh, so get a hold of them guys. Well, and, I'll maybe come uh, up there. I'll park. maybe
0: come up there with the cycle and uh, do some donuts with you.
1: Yep, we could do that. I do burnouts with my with my cornerstone pickup. We got a burnout contest last year I won, so
0: Oh Jesus. Well we gotta go, buddy. That is legendary guide and freshwater fishing hall of famer. Chris Kuduk, I'm Stan Poggle. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. Enjoy this cooler weather. I love it. Black Republican, Black Democrat is coming up at the top of the hour here on Twin Cities News Talk. (laughs)